You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I am here live at Cosplay Beach Party in beautiful Kensington Metro Park in Metro Detroit. And I am here with our co-host, Sean, a.k.a. Magnitude Cosplay. Hey, how are we doing on this fine Saturday? (laughs) And we have a fabulous guest with us today. And this is... Now, you've changed a few times, so could you clarify for the listeners how we are going to refer to you today? I go by Marjorie Lyons. Marjorie Lyons. Because you were, for a while, you were Lioness Cosplay. Do you still go by that? Not anymore, no. Okay. All right. So Marjorie Lyons. Now, I've seen you at a bunch of cons as probably my favorite of your cosplays, which is Violet Parr from The Incredibles. And that happens to be who you're cosplaying today in a swim version. So how did you get this together? Uh, well, Black Milk Clothing was selling an incredible swimsuit, and I was like, oh my god, yes, I gotta buy this. <laughs> I never considered a swimsuit Violet cosplay before until they started selling it, and I thought it'd be a great idea to do this for Cosplay Beach Party, because for the past two years I had the same uh, one. And what was that the last two years? Oh yeah, I was Ray for the past two years. And you had, um, did you have a Millennium Falcon floaty last year? Yes, I did. did. Yeah. So Ray is the other most popular one that I've seen you do at conventions. So could you tell us a little bit about how you got that together? Well, because I work full time, it's really difficult to get stuff together. So I usually use my saved up money to buy pieces. But sometimes I will make pieces that I need. Like I made the tabard and I would dye it myself. Yeah. and, And I noticed that your wig went through a lot of changes, too. Or your your hair for that went through a lot of changes, too. Because you used your own hair for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I did. What do you find easier about using a wig? Well, for one, you're not pulling on your own hair. You're not getting your own hair all tangled up in a bunch. And honestly, it's just agony to get your hair that tangled over a hairstyle. That's fair. Especially with Ray's hairstyle being the way that it is. Um, Do you find you can be more accurate with wigs, then? I think wigs are easier to use, but real hair uh, can also be fine as well. It depends on the cosplayer's preference, really. My preference is just for wigs. I think I'm kind of along the same lines. Um, I use wigs for, like, the vast majority of my cosplays. I think the only one I've used, like, my real hair for was uh, Cobra Kid. And I haven't worn him in, like, a while. But that one I don't have to wear a wig for. And it's absolutely wonderful um so i guess kind of um on that same line so i think i've seen you the vast majority of cons as violet um i know some cosplayers subscribe to the idea of having like a signature cosplay would you consider violet to be like your like signature cosplay or so i would uh consider that my signature cosplay especially since it was my first and i feel very emotionally connected to this character And she's very fun to do. And she seems really recognizable, too. Yes, uh, very recognizable, especially with the hair and the Incredibles icon. What was your first cosplay experience like? Um, I bought this uh, suit from China. It wasn't very good, but it was just my first time, so I didn't care. I had a less accurate wig. I had a mask. Uh, basically a very novice cosplayer costume and I went to AlmaCon that was my first con 
I got up at 8 a.m. to get there to hitch a ride with my friends. And it, it was a very small con. And due to anxiety, I don't think a large con would have uh, been very good to begin with anyway. So it was great to start small. And I received a lot of compliments on it. And I got the first experience of ever being a cosplayer. Because people were asking for photos. And I noticed people posing. I was like, oh, am I supposed to do that? That's, that's really awesome. It's great to have a, a first experience like that where you get recognized as the character you are. And, I mean, people wanted your picture. Yes, it's very wonderful. Uh, now, I've seen you as Ray um, in some different... Have you done uh, events other than conventions and, like, Cosby Beach Party? Other than, like, conventions as Ray? I did once help uh, run a Star Wars-themed camp as Ray. That was one time uh, uh, last summer. And it was only a couple hours long. But well, that was the experience I had acting as Ray for kids. What, what was that like? How was that different than cosplaying at a convention? Well, you're expected to stay in character the whole time, <laughs> for one. And, of course, you have to be nice no matter what. Like, sometimes at a con, someone might make you snap, and you can snap back, and that's fine. But when you're around children who think you're this person, you have to act like that person no matter how they act out. Yeah, as a teacher, I can confirm, and that is the most one of the most difficult things. <laughs> um, what have been some of your favorite experiences or memories at a convention or in cosplay? Well, def um, I have to say one of my favorite experiences was when I was at the Renaissance Fair as Rey. I know it's very unusual to cosplay a Star Wars character at the Ren Fair, but my Merida cosplay wasn't working very well. So I decided to just go at go as her and this kid was talking to me he thought I was Ray he was really sweet to me and he was very reluctant to tell me his name and when he finally gave it to me he said my name is Ben I hope you don't hate me I said I don't hate you I think that's a wonderful name that is the sweetest thing that I've heard <laughs> um, what has the reaction been like with Ray or Violet with any of your cosplays at uh, with, with children in general uh, basically bewilderment, like you're working at Disney, but in a better costume. <laughs> Especially when you meet children who have the same character's name, because I met a little girl named Violet at Washicon. And I thought that was, like, really adorable. Yeah, that's really sweet. And there, did you, um, did you ever think getting into, when you first cosplayed, that you would be interacting this much with children? Well, I figured if you're cosplaying a children's character, kids are going to come up to you. So you're going to have to be nice or they're going to think negative things about that character later on. Right. And you don't want to effectively, to, to say a kind of a BS quote, ruin their childhood. Yeah, it's like, I said hi to Elsa and she just walked past me, so I hate Frozen now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be that would be kind of rough. I've I've had like similar but weirdly opposite experiences of like trying to give a better impression of Ursula to children than what they expect <laughs> because they all expect they're all terrified of me, and then I'm like super nice to them. They're like, oh, oh, maybe she's not so bad. <laughs> um, have you had any experiences like that where have, have kids ever been like super scared to come up and talk to you? Some kids are super shy, yes. I've had that happen before with a small girl dressed as Ray. She was too shy to come talk to me, even though her parents encouraged her. You know, it's okay. And I told her, it's okay. You can talk to me. I'm easy. 
and she was still too scared, but I was like that when I was her age, so I can't really blame her. I can't... It's, it's definitely relatable. Um, what are some skills that you've picked up while doing cosplay? I picked up a skill in clothing dyeing. Really? It's a, easier than I thought it was. I recently dyed a romper for my Disney trip. And my first dyeing experience was with Ray's Tabard. It took a few tries to get it to be the right color, but it was just like it contrasted enough with the tunic to be perfect. And I was really proud of myself for that. That's exciting. Um, it just seems like it can open up a whole realm of possibilities being able to having the experience of dyeing things. Yeah, I mean, once you pick up one skill, you'll be able to pick up more skills gradually over time. Very cool. What are um, what are your cosplay plans for either the rest of 2019 or just the future in general? Well, Rob Paulson is going to be at Michigan Comic Con, and he was in the show Jimmy Neutron, one of my favorites when I was growing up. So I'm working on a Cindy Vortex cosplay. Nice. And uh, my... Episode 9 Ray cosplay will be ready by then as well. So I'll be debuting Ray in the all white. I'm not excited about uh, styling that hairstyle. It looks more difficult than her bonds. Are there, um, so I've, I mean, I've seen the, the trailer for episode 9, but I'm not like wholly familiar with like the subtle differences between like, say, episode 7 or 8 Ray and, uh, and episode 9. Are there like differences in like her hairstyle, her outfit, or anything that are proving to be more, more of a challenge? Well, in episode seven, her hair is stacked in three buns. In episode nine, they look more like balls falling Ooh. off in the center of her head. They look okay. a little different. I was like, why did you have to do that to us? <laughs> yeah, that, that seems like a right pain. I remember working on Human Luna when I was planning on styling the wig myself. I like looked up all these things and they had like, you could take like styrofoam balls and just like glue all the pieces of the wig, glue a bunch of hair pieces to it and that that seems like if i had to do if, if i had to choose if i had to style it myself i probably would have done that but do you have a plan going forward of how you're going to do that i will probably see if there are any tutorials online and if not i will have to uh, improvise just from uh, the source photos well i'm sure you'll knock it out of the park just like you usually do it's gonna be rad um what is a challenge that you faced in cosplay since since you started. Wig styling's a big challenge. Styling Ray's hair caused so much agony for me. Uh, some challenges. Uh, I grow up with anxiety, so sometimes I feel insecure about my cosplay, even though accuracy doesn't matter. Definitely doesn't. But it's like, oh my god, if this belt is not like this exact tint of brown, I'm doing it wrong. Someone's going to call me out, and that's what I've always been nervous about, but I've learned to get over that, thankfully. Right, because some people are never going to be happy no matter what. You could do it perfectly screen accurate, and they would just be mad that you are not the character, like, you're not literally her. So, I, I, your work is, is consistently great, and... That, I mean, that wig for all the agony that you put into it, it turned out really awesome. So um, you mentioned something that um, I definitely have struggled with and struggle with to this day, which is anxiety. Um, and Sean fist pumped, and he also deals with anxiety. Um, anxiety getting right rise up. <laughs> and I think a lot of listeners can relate to that. Um, what are some things that 
you think uh, have helped you cope with anxiety in terms of how it relates to your cosplay? Well, starting out small helps. Uh, being around an environment of people who assure you that it's okay, that not everything has to be perfect to be a cosplay, to know that whether it's made or bought from Party City, it's still, an, it's still a good cosplay. And if someone makes you feel bad for it, then screw them. It's, it's really only your business. So as long as you're doing it for you, as long as you're happy with it. So are, do you have any major, um, do you have any major conventions that you, or conventions or cosplays that would be like dream goals for you? D23 Expo for sure as like a more grown up Violet with a shield. And, uh. I mean, maybe one day I'll go to Dragon Con. I still don't know. Because I'm not big on drinking and partying. It, it, for me, like, as much as I'm not super into the partying aspect of cons, Dragon Con is also a big goal for me just because of the, the specific fandoms that I know would be there. Do you find that you're drawn to specific uh, conventions or events because of fandoms? <coughs> That might be it. I mean, at Dragon Con, you're more likely to run into a cosplayer from a small fandom than you would at, say, uh, uh, Machine Comic Con. Yeah, so it seems like you could more easily find find your find your clan there. Uh, well, we need to start. We need to wrap it up because we got lots to do today at Cosplay Beach Party. Um, but how how many years have you come to Cosplay Beach Party? This is my third year. Awesome. And what is something that you enjoy about the con? What brings you back? Well, I love seeing everyone's bathing suit interpretations of costumes. And uh, the watermelon smashing is fun. (laughs) Watching the contest is fun. And just being able to sit back and relax for a bit. Yeah, definitely the, the relaxation is nice. And just everybody hanging out. And I definitely feel it definitely feels like a con to me. Just because for me, cons are all about seeing the people. Um, are you uh, are you participating in the cosplay contest later? I am not. Ah, well, sadly, I because I would love to see Violet Parr walk down the runway as in the cosplay contest. But um, we are going to get going and go enjoy some of the rest of this con. And uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and see your work online? My Instagram handle is it's Marjorie Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, and I'm on Facebook as well, Marjorie Lyons Cosplay. Awesome. Um, Any final words of advice for any beginning cosplayers before we sign off? Start small. Make your way up gradually. Don't Don't go big when you first begin. Solid, solid advice. All right. Well, once again, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. And I'm Marjorie. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love.